Hello, welcome back to Azure Centric uh, on our Azure Weekly Updates. My name is Marcos Nogueira and with me I have my best friend, Andrew Lowe's. How are you, Andrew? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me again this week, Marcos. You're very welcome. You've been a long time, I have to say. Uh, it has. I was it's been itching, a day or two. I was itching to just record with you, but it was not possible. Uh, because we were uh, on vacations, I think we deserve that. And besides that, we were really busy on the new project with all the things that we that we are doing. So we took kind of a a, a temporary hiatus. Exactly, you <laughs> the words are from my mouth. I was saying yes. different words, but yes, it was the same, the same, the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, it has been busy. And um, I guess it, it might be worth noting that we have attempted to record a few times, but we've had some technical glitches. Uh, yeah. Though we may love Azure and we love our technology, uh, sometimes the, the Murphy's Law just kicks in and uh, we haven't been able to uh, get an episode out. I think for we can blame days. the 5G in this case. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> no, that's okay. Maybe well, we can blame uh, we the 5G. We both had our big upgrades, right? So, uh... yeah. because you were you were camping, we did try. Uh, it didn't what work at least for our quality, and it's now so we are tough. back at home. I'm yes. waiting for a very certain. And uh, uh, I try not to mention too many brand names. I'm I'm aware of that, but uh, I'm really waiting for a very important and uh, media friendly satellite internet providing company so that uh, I can get my camper uh, hooked up to work in very remote regions of the mountains. So uh, yeah. then my backdrop will look a little bit more um, beautiful <laughs> in this case. <laughs> That's okay. Not that my That's office okay. is too bad. I'm very grateful to have a roof over my head these days. But. No, absolutely. Yeah, but that's a very interesting because uh, I, I had a friend of mine that he got the um, the satellite internet from from uh, Elon Musk, the Tesla. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. it's a Tesla or whatever it is. Uh, but yes. you cannot be. You, you need to be on that position always. So I thought that that's that, correct. It's yeah. The geolocation is yeah, locked down. Locked so down. what I'm waiting for is the the RV service that I've read about that is coming in this this the, the next few months. So I figure if it launches over the winter for the southern U.S., they work out the bugs, then maybe we get it in Canada. And as long as it's not geo-locked, that means I can go anywhere where I can see the sky, in theory. I will put even in so, my car. I don't care. Uh, well, I'm, I, I, I don't want to advertise free for them. Send us a, send us a little promo pack exactly. or something, or at least a T-shirt <laughs> for Brandon. Uh, why, why in COVID is it so hard to get free T-shirts from vendors? It's not T-shirts, it's swag <laughs> in general. Because, oh my God, right? my swag is, is, is running out and is wearing. My Azure T-shirts are all from two and three plus years yes. ago. And man, yes. they look like it. They, they have the old logos and everything, right? The new Azure logo uh, since we've been in person with uh, with all these things. But any, anyways. anyways, so yes. So there's been uh, an absolute ton 
of updates to Azure. It didn't slow down for summer, no, and the Azure uh, product teams did. I I don't think they I even took a day off to have a no. nap. The there's so many new. There updates are so many new about. updates. We miss a few of those quite big important uh, in this case. We did, uh, but um, uh, yeah, the biggest one that impacted me was the Azure Firewall. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, the premium SKU when it uh, came GA uh, for Azure. That was a really big, important yes, kind of a week um, in my world. Absolutely. But we are we are back in this case, and this, this show is about the weeklies. Uh, so we are still covering uh, the week uh, that we are past in this case, uh, and that is the goal. We are not doing a kind of a retrospective a kind of show, um, although yes. uh, although at the end of the year we could do it, right? The best one. That's I love that. That's idea. a very I good idea. idea. Kind of a special one um, that we can do it. Uh, we have to just record before we starting the new years or the procedures of the new years because usually that involves some alcohol and and it will be a yes. different type of show. If this is already funny, uh, probably we should. Well, we, we don't usually have to hit any of the special boxes on YouTube exactly. when we upload. <laughs> we might have to check uh, profanity and, and things like that. My filter tends to disappear a bit with alcohol, as it does for many folks. It's, <laughs> it's not that. It's like without alcohol, we already deviate from the subject so easily. With alcohol, it's like going to be... <laughs> We talk everything except You'll need Azure. external storage. <laughs> You're going to need a bigger <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Four hours later, we're still trying to hit topic number one. There you go. Abso absolutely. absolutely. Oh, my God. How, how I miss this, I cannot describe. But this been a good week. Although a lot of updates, um, we had to make our, our cut because a lot of them was not in our realm and again if you are looking uh, at this show as as the first time that you landing at the azure centric uh usually we cover I'm so sorry <laughs> uh we cover we apologize uh, uh already uh we didn't even start and we already started to apologize we are truly canadian that's okay <laughs> we have to be canadian it's what, that's what we do <laughs> but this week is is a week that we can say that is about some of those uh, networking related uh, kind of week. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, there was. Well, it's, it's interesting to me as well, because we had a clear theme, but we don't cover a whole lot of news around Kubernetes and, and databases and, and all of that. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And there was quite a lot of that. So if that's your world, containerization and database, hop on over to Azure Updates blog and have a look. There's been a lot of really cool updates this past week uh, in those areas, but ours is a little bit more uh, networking focused and um, kind of more service oriented absolutely, a little bit, right? Absolutely. So uh, what we can do is, for, uh, before we roll, we want to thank to thank you to all of you that even when we were on vacations, right? Um, you guys did not stop supporting us. So if you are new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, if you like the content and if you like this type of conversation, uh, don't forget to 
smash that like button. Um, if you think that we are too funny and and we and you want to uh, put the thumbs down, we are accepting that as well. Uh, Absolutely. So yep. We we welcome all opinions, uh, positive, even more positive. Uh, <laughs> all all the kinds of positive. All kinds of positive. <laughs> even if it's come from negative, we want the positive of negative. Okay, Absolutely, okay. we'll we'll look at your your Absolutely. comments and yeah. and uh, we we do actually make an effort to review um, many of the comments, uh, though we can't respond to everything. Uh, Marcos will make a paper airplane and barbecue a hamburger for me for every positive comment we have Absolutely. next week from this video. Absolutely. So I think it's time <laughs> to roll, my friend. Otherwise, words. it's going to be the longest introduction ever. Uh, it's close. Let's roll. So welcome back and now let's jump into the first update. Generally available of Service Tech Discover API. This might sound inter it might sound a little bit different from what we always cover because we do cover the part of infrastructure uh, and the part of uh, going with our experience on the infrastructure side of it. And this sounds a, a little bit different from we usually speak, but this update, okay, it's pretty cool because the Service mm -hmm. Tag Discovery API, it's now in GA and you can call an API, okay, to list over the 60 service tags and their corresponding IP range. So we already covered these service tags, right? And one mm -hmm. of them, for example, is like, get me or, or just when you talking, for example, on firewalls and you want to put a region, okay? Or you want to put a kind of a service, you can use the setting of all the IP ranges and all the DNS domains, for example, you can use that service tag. And I think that is exactly. pretty cool to have that. And now it's available. And it's not only that. It's the possibility of us now querying those service tags. Absolutely. It makes it easy for us to keep everything up to date in an automated way. So for quite a while, we've both been recommending to our customers that when they configure things like VPNs, or even if they're just consuming other Azure-based services, like, I don't know, Microsoft 365, for example, that we're using DNS-based tags. That is service tags. So the service tags kind of return those IP ranges of all of the endpoints that Microsoft uses to communicate with us in the outside world over the internet. And that's why these rules or these service tags that we can create rules around is really important because it helps us to lock down communications to those destinations or from those sources. So uh, this is a really, really great step forwards uh, because now we can do a little bit deeper automation and further automation with those um, those uh, service tag endpoints. Absolutely. And, and and now you can you can query that, you can incorporate this into your PowerShell, in this case, script, that 
you querying the, the service tags by, for example, give me all the service tag that, for example, is to a certain location. So, and then you will exactly, see yeah. all the service tags that you can use and you can now leverage that. So it's pretty cool that now we have this API that allow us to do that. Um, although you can use the API to replace the downloading and parsing the weekly JSON files. So now instead mm -hmm. of downloading all, all of those JSON files with all the API, with all the service tags, now basically you're doing by query by an API. So they update at the backend. They even do automation. I think it's a, a, a kind of a nested automation because now yep. <laughs> we have an API, right? That it does the automation of our automation. So there is an automation for service tags, right? That we use. And now they are making a this API for us to query the service tags that is, is, is making, it's difficult to explain, but it's pretty cool. It is. And the one thing I really liked about this is that they actually, in the update, kind of rare that they do this, but they've provided some sample yep. PowerShell on how to format your PowerShell queries. So I think it, I think it's a really positive step. And, uh, and I mean, honestly, be by by making it so that we can use this in 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 queries. Now we're able to apply those filters through yes. PowerShell, so we don't have all of that data that we don't need. Just the pieces Absolutely. we do. But this API, this Discover API for service tags, is well needed because they have well over eighty thousand prefixes associated with service tags. So That's downloading right. those and going through, through the list. It's it's a daunting task. So now yeah, and we that's can that's why I think yeah. So uh, um, previously we had to count on uh, firewall companies yeah. to filter that out for us and update their rules, and this is going to help those providers be faster at doing this. So we'll experience less interruptions overall and better consistency. Uh, with those firewall rules and communications between our on-premises and uh, Azure-based resources. It's, it's going to be really absolutely, great. Absolutely, absolutely. But talking in firewall and moving to our next update is the Azure Firewall Premium is now generally available in five new Azure regions. So U.S. government in Texas, U.S. government in Arizona, U.S. government in Virginia, China North, That's a big one. and China East too. So also big. So basically, um, they are growing this part, and now all of these five regions, three of those, it basically covers the entire U.S. Um, Central, uh, West in this case, and East in this case for U.S. government, right? And China. Yep. as well we'll have these firewalls because like you mentioned um, this azure firewall premium is it was one of the topics uh, that during the 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 period of vacations that we didn't talk about it but it's huge um it's massive I did implement right so this is times and i have to say yeah. that blows my mind right so this is um 
This is not the same as what we know of high performance on-premises firewalls. This is cloud native next gen firewalling kind of at a new level because now we have firewalling that scales. So there's so many cool features. I don't want this to turn into a deep dive about Azure Firewall Premium. Uh, and I feel like we could easily fill another hour just talking offhand about it. <laughs> but um, there is really important pieces for enterprise protection, not the least of which is this is really intended, Azure Firewall Premium, I should say, is intended to live in your landing zone, your cloud landing zone, kind of the home of your yeah, Azure subscription, right? The hub, yeah. exactly. And it's really the central piece. It provides a lot of different security layers, different types of security, and a lot of flexibility and integrations as well. So the premium SKU allows us to use different firewall uh, network virtual appliances in conjunction with Azure Firewall management. So it can get a little complex and uh, some you know good Visio drawings go a long ways when we kind of get down that road. But it's really, really cool that this is filtering out quickly to the US government uh, Azure uh, um, facilities. That's not the right word, regions, there we go. <laughs> without, without going deep. Well, uh, what I what I like about about the, the, these these Azure Firewall Premium is 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 really the next generation of firewall. Okay, and I have to say that before they launched the premium, uh, the Azure Firewall was a little bit behind of all of the other ones. Okay, so Palo Alto's of Life, Forty Gates, uh, the Cisco ASAs. They were really yeah. dominating the market, right? Um, and doing they were they had a lot of those next gen yes. features already, already at market, market, and Azure Firewall was kind of yeah. waiting to kind of catch up a little bit. But, but now, now Azure Firewall has jumped in, in fr front, yes, and they're now leading yes, yeah. the way in security. And and it goes and it goes. What I think about this when you talk about Azure Firewall. Uh, and if you allow me to just deviate, not deviate the conversation, but going a little bit more is on 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 a, a perspective of the Azure Firewall is it goes towards of what you have available on, for example, the Microsoft Defender part of it, because on Microsoft Defender you have, uh, for example, the URL filtering, right? You have mm -hmm. the web categories. So you can define, you can put those categories, for example, um, inside of the web filtering that now you have that type of filtering that is the next gen that we're talking about. But at it the is. same time... Yeah, distributed to the endpoint in exactly, that case. At the same time, it does things like TLS inspection that right now yes. a lot of firewalls doesn't do that. Okay? That's absolutely and correct. It, besides that, it goes even deeper and, and you have the IDPS, the intrusion detection uh, in prevention system that allows you yep. to, for example, if you have this firewall uh, and you have a website and you have all of that allows you to prevent, for example, SQL injections on your website. So it goes on that exactly. level that is really, and besides like you mentioned, 
all of that it go and grows and is elastic and it should be placed exactly. on your app. Uh, so yes, absolutely centralize that. Yeah, and absolutely doing that. Exactly, and the one thing I want to uh, maybe mention to kind of complement um, what you're kind of painting the picture with here is there's two SKUs. There's firewall standard, which is a traditional firewall, uh, performs kind of that blocking, the restricting, and you can put it in a block all and then you allow based on the exceptions, right? Now, Azure Firewall Premium overlays a little bit on top of that, right? And that's where it provides those additional services like uh, IDPS and TLS inspection, URL filtering, web content, and uh, web category filtering, right? And uh, this is really about kind of bringing everything cloud native and providing that full ecosystem of protection, right? So we, we think a lot in infrastructure about servers and endpoints. Absolutely. But we have to protect our virtual data center the same as we do a physical data center. And th this is really what this is, right? Yep. This is that protection. Um, and I've been trying to choose a better word, but at the front door, um, and no, we're not talking about Azure front door. In this case, that's something different, but this is the doorway to your Absolutely. Azure environment. And this is a, a really great lock. Yeah. And with these five new regions, the Azure Firewall Premium, right? right? It's, it's, it's reaching the 45 regions of Azure, uh, including That's this. Amazing. So out of the plus 60, we have like a huge, and this is, was not launched not long time ago. Okay, we have to say this. No, this is just a couple, a couple of months, of months ago. ago yeah. And they already have in the entire, uh, um, in the entire uh, Azure landing, uh, Azure footprint, this case, right? Uh, Exactly. Yeah, there is huge Absolutely. demand for the premium SKU. And it, well, to be fair, it was in preview for quite yeah. a while. Um, I don't remember how long, but uh, it was around quite a long time in preview. And I remember using it in uh, testing and um, integrating different systems with it in uh, a couple of test subscriptions. And as soon as it went GA, um, there was a lot of enterprises that were very excited yeah. about it because of all of these features, especially that TLS inspection. That's a really, really big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Moving on. Sorry, okay. we get excited about this. Moving thing. on. This is in preview, and uh, it's a new centralized management experience for Azure hybrid benefits for SQL Server in public preview. So this means... But Marcos, we don't usually talk about SQL. We don't SQL. usually talk about but this, I think, it's audible mention because... It's talk about the reducing, helping, reducing the costs using these uh, Azure hybrid benefits. So you have that benefits with Windows, in this case, the Windows Server license, that you can save, if I'm not mistaken, up to 40%, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's huge yep. when, when uh, organizations already have that license and they use the benefits of Azure Hybrid to either um, run that workload on-premise, and if they want, in this case, extend that to Azure, they will pay, usually, I think it's around 40% less of the cost of the VM, in this case, right? That's right. In this case, we yeah, don't know how much it is, 
it's not being public? Yeah, we don't know the percentages offhand. And SQL licensing is CPU-based and RAM-based. So uh, it can be a little bit particular. Uh, uh, what's the word here? Individual for every case. But um, the reason we did want to mention this update is because it is a significant dollar saving for those organizations heavily invested in SQL infrastructure. And because we talk about infrastructure, though this crosses the line to database, we're really talking about that hybrid licensing benefit yeah. for the infrastructure of the servers running your exactly. SQL. So that's how we got there. Um, but this is a really good thing. Um, it is going to help quite a few um, large enterprise customers as well. But even small and medium businesses that have invested into SQL Server on-premises, they're going to be able to kind of cash in on some savings, but also realize the benefits of migrating to Azure. And if I'm not mistaken, Microsoft is still backing that program to help companies migrate their SQL to Azure Cloud. Yes. Yeah, I think that, I think that is. I think that is. Moving to the next topic. Public preview, still in public preview. Uh, customize Azure Static Web Apps authentication with serverless, with serverless function, and this is pretty cool mm -hmm. because right now, again, this is in in preview, uh, so means that don't use this in production. Azure Azure Static Web Apps they are in production, but customizing. The authentication for the serverless function, uh, it's in preview. Okay, uh, so take some cautions when you use this. Uh, you should not use this in production, otherwise you might have issues, um, and then the support is on best effort. And when this become available, you might need to redeploy. So do, those are the things that we uh, experience um, in our mm -hmm. in our lives, right? But this is pretty Absolutely. cool because yeah. now it going to the Azure Static Webs. I have to say that I did use a few times. Pretty cool uh, because mm -hmm. it's a way that you can have your uh, site that is basically a, a static site, right? That you don't need yeah. to update on Azure Web Apps um, and basically allows you to do it if you have uh, to grow or not on your site, right? And now with authentication... Exactly for a serverless function, it's, oh my God, it's it's a dream come true. Well, it, br it brings it brings our back to the forefront of web apps yes. really, right? Because one of the, one of the big things with um, the user authentication is that this feature specifically uses that Microsoft Graph API yeah. to determine what roles the user has within Azure Active Directory group memberships, yeah. right? So this is a this is a really 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 big uh, update, and uh, I know it's in preview, yeah. but it's pretty darn. It, it is, and makes makes this in this case functionality or makes this feature way more secure because it's not because it's a, a, a static web, right? A static web app that you don't need authentication. Uh, you might see notification because. A static web means that you are not updating constantly, but you can make you can still make calls to another uh, microservices to all of the other. Oh, absolutely, things, a lot of right? yeah, a lot of static web apps have a, an authentication-based front end. It might be 
Um, I think a good example of this is if we think of how certain companies, let's pick on um, HP, for example, how they do their support KBs when you need to look up a technical document. You have to log into something and then they have a set of static documents. They're certainly not dynamically generated. And then you go in, but you have to have a login. You have to have an active account. So there's some authentication on the front of Absolutely. that, right? So this is kind of the the, the parallel to, to that type of Absolutely. a system. But it's not the only update regarding Azure static uh, web apps. Uh, in GA now, you have IP-based web protection, okay, for the static web apps. So now you can protect, you can restrict based on your IP to control the access to, to your uh, static web app. So basically saying that, for example... Through, through service tags. Through service tags, yes. Exactly. That's the yeah, part that I was... Which we've already talked about Exactly. Today. And that's the, the beauty of this because now imagine that you want to have different types of, of sites and you want to have the site only for an organization that is in US. You can lock down for the IPs on the US, right? Or coming if it's if it's private, or if you want a different type of of static website um, on different regions, you can lock down to that region or not. So it's pretty cool that you have now that possibility. It's tremendous uh, because now allows you to deploy the static web apps with different regions, um, with different types of websites, customize it. So for example, I'm I'm looking at this. And immediately comes to my to my mind different different uh, websites, right? That they are basically more on the static, so you have a lot of the performance, a lot of that with different type of language, right? You don't need to have all the sites around the world on on English, for example. And I remember that um, in Portugal or even in Brazil, we can have that IP. If that IP coming from the Brazil IP or the Portuguese IP, for example, range, it will redirect directly automatically to the sites that they are in uh, uh, the site that is in Portuguese, for example, right? You don't need to go yep, exactly. to the to the English one and then click over here, click uh, again on on the on the flag to go to the Portuguese site. So it's pretty cool that now you can lock down. This is only an example, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of benefit to this and certainly Microsoft's been making a lot of, um, I guess, let's say similar updates to this with security in yeah. mind. And this is now the normal, right? Yeah. Being able to lock down um, what countries, uh, what IP ranges are accessing applications. Uh, this is kind of layer seven enhancement. Absolutely. Really, right. Absolutely. Uh, and and that uh, that's pretty cool to have those kind of of uh, of controls and possibilities of now you create regions. It goes against I think a little bit of the of the cloud kind of everything global available, but uh, at the same time it doesn't because it's not because you have a web static that you need to be on the on the region you can geographic disperse that but you are locking down exactly. in this case the access of that website to that ip range and that can be good for internal yeah. web and this isn't well. something that's in yeah it's it's not in by default yeah. right so 
this isn't something that's put in place as a barrier to restrict accessibility. Absolutely. Um, and in that way, I think it's true to the cloud spirit because uh, everything is still kind of openly accessible. Absolutely. Right. It's like when you first create a, a like a Microsoft 365 tenant, everything's kind of pre-configured to be wide open and easy to to yes. collaborate. But in many cases, companies have to lock it down a little bit, let's say uh, a lot in many cases. But this is kind of that that process, Absolutely. right? This is a process of locking things down, restricting access. That's all it, it is. is. But the best is for the last, I have to say. General availability of the Azure Monitor Application Insights in the Azure Spring Cloud. So, right. That's so. I think let's let's kind of cover things off basics yes. first. We don't talk too much about Azure Spring Cloud. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about what it is first? Absolutely. I, I was I was inviting you to say that, but I can I can explore that. <laughs> So, Bajir, well, I, I can give you high level, but uh, <laughs> as is often the case with applications, you're sometimes deeper. That's okay. <laughs> Azure Spring Cloud is nothing more than a, a joint venture, let's call it this way. Okay. It's a joint build uh, operated and supporting by Microsoft and VMware. Okay. It's exactly. a fully managed service. Okay. Um, for, for the Spring Bot applications and basically lets you focus on building the application that run your business without having a, the hassle to manage your infrastructure. So basically, it's the exactly. way that you can deploy using VMware, using tech, Microsoft technologies, in this case, the cloud, the Azure, um, deploying those applications, those uh, uh, spring bot applications uh, to be able to use Correct. that. So And now... Because this is this is awesome to be able to be able to deploy, but it was missing the part of the Azure Monitor and, in special, the application inside that we are so fan of. Exactly right, and the, it's those application insights that allow us to see things like response time from click to page yeah. load inside your custom developed application, and. That's really what we're driving kind of into here, Absolutely. right? So uh, it gives a lot of visibility into those applications, things like the distributed tracing, including paths of operation request from origin to destination. Dependencies uh, that you have uh, either from MySQL, oh, SQL, uh, whatever database that you that yeah. you are using, performance data. So a this lot is of interesting. That, right? So the compatibility of Azure Spring Cloud And I, I'm going to admit openly, I have a list up because, <laughs> because it's a long one. So not too long, though, I promise. Um, so insights into those app dependencies with SQL database, MySQL, PostgreSQL, MariaDB, JDBC, MongoDB, Cassandra, Redis, JMS, Kafka, Netty, and Webflux. Oh, my gosh. It's e so way easier to create huge... a service tag, say, DBs. Thank you. Yeah. Right, <laughs> so we can we can pull Azure Spring Cloud database yeah. service uh, service tag, and tell us what database compatibilities are available in Spring Cloud in that Absolutely. region. 
But the picture that I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about this and is one of the things that you have under the insights is the application map. The application map, yes. it's, oh my God, I use that a lot on, on, on all my application insight because with a single pane of glass, I can see a lot of information. I can see the dependencies. Right. I can see, in this case, the performance. I can see the errors. I can see if the application needs green, red, or is going to be red because it's starting to grow. It gives you a lot of insight, right? And a lot of, a <laughs> lot of that only from the application map because basically resumes everything that you have inside of the, of the application insight into your... That's correct. And it, it, it visually displays it so we can integrate that with dashboards, Absolutely. Power BI dashboards, all those kinds of things, Absolutely. right? And because humans are visual creatures, this means it makes it a lot easier for your custom app to have problems identified before it impacts your customers or your consumers of your application and your support team can get in there and fix things before anything else actually and happens. Can, and and it's really, for me, really awesome. when I when I always deploy the, the part of the Azure Monitor, especially with Application Insights, it's always the starting point. Is where I starting point even... Oh, it's a, it's a journey. I always emphasize that. It's Absolutely. a journey. It's not a destination, right? It is. So we have to always be uh, uh, adapting, building more automation with Azure Monitor, especially with App Insights. It's very deep data. So we need to always be advancing what we're doing. And every time that application, uh, if you know, if we're using uh, like a pipeline to publish, it's going to change maybe every weekend or something, it gets an update. Then we need to adapt our monitoring for that new update. So there's always something to kind of be adjusting. And that's the exciting part, right? Because we can see it visually. We know what we need to identify and we can build automation and then get humans to focus on the really hard problems. Really it's awesome. Really awesome. It really is. And and with that, we came to the the end of our uh, podcast this week. Uh, unfortunately, it's been is not being uh, one of the longest, but it's not being one of the shortest. It's close to one of the shortest, but which means that we are good because now we are uh, rested, and now we can keep coming with this type of of uh, weekly updates kind of more for the short than for the longer right but we will have like we will have one big one because ignite is coming uh, and it's not far oh, away it's okay it's in about just a few uh, three or four weeks and and that yeah. oh my god is going to be like the unleash the devil in this case in a good sense or unleash the kraken like a, a good friend of mine say, <laughs> <laughs> of updates. That probably is going to be like four hours update if we want to oh, talk about Oh, man. That. If I'm remembering to the last Ignite, I think it was, uh, I think we did do a book of Ignite. Um, a, 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 I don't know what we call this, recording, taping? Book of is news. there tape anymore? I don't think so. Book of news. <laughs> Book of News. Yeah. That was it. Yes. So, yeah, maybe we'll do something similar Absolutely. again. I like Absolutely. the idea of that. Absolutely. So, with that, uh, uh, thank you so much, Andrew, once more time. And if you are, if you're reaching this point, and if you are new to the to the channel, please don't forget to subscribe. And uh, we really love your support. Uh, help us grow. 
uh, if you want to share the content with your friends and with your colleagues, uh, you have our express authorization to do so. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no DMs. No, no NDAs. <laughs> we everything that we talk about it. It's completely. We just press the record button and we go, and then we just stop it, and that's uh, that's how we roll. Uh, so no cuts. Absolutely. So yeah. No, never, and definitely no script. Abs absolutely <laughs> no script. So once again, thank you so much, Andrew, for being part of this uh, another week. And I hope that I can see you uh, next week. Bye for now. <laughs>